We live on a placid island of ignorance. I'm Arthur O. Higgins, Arctic Explorer. You've probably heard of me. In the midst of black seas of infinity. Do you feel the call to adventure? To be quite frank, sir, I... My preference is to remain in my laboratory. You're about to flee to Antarctica. You don't want to end up like your buddy on the floor over there. You're going to answer some questions. And it was not meant that we should voyage far. Oh, boy! <laughs> The 1930 Miskatonic Antarctic Expedition concluded in disgrace and tragedy. Bear witness as the Starkweather Moor Expedition sheds light on the unsound minds of the past and the terror that awaits at the cold wastes in Chaosium's epic campaign. Guys, we just murdered someone. They could be working for Lexington. Quite frankly, this is all quite exciting. It's like a Christie novel. Welcome to Beyond the Mountains of Madness. Welcome to the first episode of our Beyond the Mountains of Madness podcast. At the time of editing this first episode, our group is 10 sessions into the campaign. My time as keeper and occasional narrator has already become a twisting path of lessons learned, first and foremost in recording and editing this very audio. If you find yourself stuck with us through this journey, audio and post-production quality will only improve, so I thank you for listening to us here at the beginning. We open at the Amherst Hotel in downtown New York City. The year is 1933, the month is September. Our six investigators are excitedly arriving in the hotel lobby, looking forward to a day of introductions and preparation as they take their first steps as members of the Starkweather Moor Antarctic Expedition. Our first arrival is Hubert Appleby of the Boston Appleby. That much is clear by your picture, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. And he has, uh, you know, a uh, fairly average appearance, but the 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 money sort of uh, the air of sophistication is just sort of around him. Yep. Wonderful. The man is is making some small talk to you, although he's a little overwhelmed by your uh, clear wealth. Um, he. He'll say, um, I've gotten to know uh, a lot of uh, expedition members that have come through. Your group, I think, uh, today is the last arrivals we're expecting. Um, you, um, yeah, you, well, you pack heavier than the rest, but that's all right. Uh, we can get everything upstairs. You're going to be up on the fourth floor. Um, and he'll also pass out to you or hand you uh, a little check-in card that, I'll let everybody see uh, here on the uh, on the screen. I should have access to now. Explaining what to do after some time. You're arriving around 9 a.m. and from there, the the morning, early afternoon is yours. Uh, it's going to be pretty quiet. You are also told by the front desk that. Um, uh, most of the expedition members are already out, but the research team, most of whom are arriving today, are invited at 12, he was told. And if you need any directions to the place, he's happy to give them to you. There's also lunch being set out uh, around 10, 30, 11, if you want to join for that. Um, let's make a, another roll. Um, uh, Ghosty, you want to roll a d6? And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
then we'll have to just start shooting this out. That is a four. Okay, cool. Um, Eugene, you're actually arriving next. Yeah, so so walking through the walking through the door of the Amherst is a is a taller man. Um, he is, um, you know, well over six feet tall, um, but, but real thin. And his shoulders kind of stoop, so he kind of is a person who seems to uh, make him uh, make himself try to seem smaller. Uh, his uh, if you looked only at his hairline, you'd think he, he was well into his 60s, but his face certainly belies a younger man. Um, and he approaches he approaches the desk uh, and with a very quiet demeanor uh, asks for any information in the rooms for the uh, Stark Weathermore. Uh, oh, Stark Weathermore, yes, yes. And he'll hand the same card and direct you on up. Um, he'll let you know that they at least when other members arrived and I, he expects a, a larger lunch later today. Um He's also heard that there's going to be some festivities available to everybody in the following couple days, but uh, your schedule is supposed to be pretty full today out at the docks. And he'll hand you the same card, direct you upstairs, fourth floor, starting to present itself, That uh, and, and he'll mention that most of the expedition is on the fourth floor. Okay. Uh, and if somebody brings you upstairs, you're, you're shown the Rose Room, um, which is a larger conference room that most of the expedition people will be meeting in uh, at different times in the rest of the week. Um, why don't we, uh, why don't we daisy chain it and have you roll a, or you, Eugene roll um, a D4. Four. That's a one. Tony, do you want to go next and then and then we'll have the two of them go. Yes, of course. Uh, all right. As I enter the lobby, you will see a very short guy uh, with a you know a suit of the era and carrying a, a large uh, suitcase. Um, he he is not very uh, he does he's not very good looking. And as he <laughs> approaches the the counter. The first thing that you might probably notice in the course of the of the days go of the time, you will see that he always gets startled anytime there is a low low stop noise anywhere. So, for example, if a suitcase is dropped, he will be startled mm. just yeah. just for that. And yeah. um, good morning. I am coming on behalf of the Starkmore expedition. Oh, of course, of course. Not the first today. Head on up. Yeah, you're expected later today at the docks. If you're uh, you're joining them all. Excellent. I have a trunk with some of my uh, things that I need in order to perform my job. It's over there uh, next to the. Oh yeah, we'll bring it up. The... No worries. Okay, perfect. Uh, and anything else I need to know? Uh, everything on, is on this card, and he'll hand you the card from Moore that explains your your duties. And he, uh, I can guide you as you need to the the pier. Although I think uh, somebody's a thoughtful planner. You guys are situated very close to the pier where your boat sits. Um, shouldn't be a problem for you to get over there. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I slide like 
I guess five cents would be fine for this <laughs> time of the of the area. Yes, thank and you. And I sir. wink anytime. Thank you. Um, Daisy, do you want to go? Yeah, I am here now. Cool. Um, so Daisy steps through the door like she owns the place, absolutely covered in soot and engine grease. Waltzes up to the counter. Hey, I'm here for the Starkweather Moor expedition. Oh, um, of course. Yeah, well, uh, I guess uh, you're working working the boat. That makes sense, of course. Uh, I guess you'd be on the fourth floor with everybody else. Um, uh, he seems sort of you're a little bit of a different crowd than the, there's the nothing chunk of... wrong. No, no. Oh, no, of course. Uh, nothing's wrong. Um, uh, bags, we can we can bring them up for you if you need. Um, here's a card for you. She has a, a green duffel bag slung over her shoulder that clanks as she sets it down. <laughs> it sounds like you brought half the ship yourself. Great. Well, uh, everybody's going to be preparing for lunch, um, and then uh, it's it's off to the to the boat, from what I understand. Uh, he'll pass you the Got card it. and send John up to the fourth floor. And she is going to head up to the fourth floor. Yeah. So, so also, Daisy is probably around like six feet tall. She's <laughs> fairly tall for a woman. Yep. I will say. Tall and covered Tall in grease. And <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, Evelyn, you wanna arrive? So I am Evelyn. Evelyn is a, about five seven, so decently tall, but not as tall as Daisy. <laughs> right. Slim, uh, psychologist from Cambridge, Massachusetts. You might be familiar with her just because her father is the mayor of New York currently. Um, and she is working with Harvard through um, the research facility currently. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about her. Wonderful. And you're arriving. You see a, a hotel. It's relatively busy for the morning. Um, seems like just everyday people. Not Nobody you recognize as part of the expedition yet. Um, not that they're wearing a badge on their shirt or anything. Front desk will greet you. Oh, hello. As, are you uh, are you a guest? Do you need anything? I'm here for the Starkweather Moor expedition. Thank oh, you. okay, sure. Um, fourth floor. Here's a here, here here's a note. Uh, more left. Uh, I guess anybody. Um, I'm see. I'm realizing any anybody that says that they're from the Starkweather Moor expedition is we're being we're sending well, up to the fourth floor. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I roll yep. my eyes and walk away. <laughs> Not that you, you that Evelyn isn't an elegant looking character, but it's just it's an interesting group of people for an Arctic expedition. Um, heading into your all of your rooms, you might bump you know, recognize that there's people moving in. You're not you're all up there together. You have uh, relatively small rooms. Uh, it seems like it's a pretty packed hotel, but you've got your own bathroom. You've got... I think you missed me. I'm Arthur. Oh yeah, Arthur, please. 
Um, so you see a um, rugged, tough-looking individual, just like the picture, kind of a nice mustache, um, looks out of place in the city. I, I'm Arthur O'Higgins. I'm sure you're expecting me. I say to the front desk. Oh, oh, let me guess. Stark Weathermore? That is correct. I am right. so sorry. I will be right back. That's okay. Uh, of course, of course, sir. Um, you need help with bags, or seems like you. Oh, if I got my handled. bags. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Great. And what is what's the uh, the image painted of Arthur here? Rugged, tough, um, stocky. You wouldn't yeah. want to um, uh, cross him in a fist fight. Absolutely, and the man behind the front desk does not want to cross you in a fist fight. Um, He's, he'll pass you, let you know, lunch, your plan for the day, room's on the fourth floor, and you're finding uh, people are starting to, to gather together. You all can get yourself settled and head on down for, for lunch by noon, if you're if that's the plan, unless there's anything in particular you want to do in your rooms before the day really I'll, starts. I'll stare at the front guy for a couple extra seconds, looking him over. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, I'll hand you your keys, and you'll be up and on your way. Is there anything anybody would like to do before heading? Presumably they are heading to lunch. They didn't pack one themselves. Anything anybody's doing before they head on in? Do we have options? Like, are there different locations we can check out? Yeah, for the hotel, um, you... You could ho stand in the hallway and hope to catch one of your expedition mates. Uh, you could ask people, hotel workers or something similar, what's going on. But uh, your sense is that uh, you were told, all of you, that the only thing that's happening right now is you got lunch. You got lunch planned in the uh, in the big room downstairs. And it seems like everybody generally from the expedition is out at the boat already. All right. We, I'll just go then. <laughs> cool. As everybody makes their way down in, there are uh, there's, a, there's enough food and tables sat out for a much larger crew, but as is, you're seeing uh, just two men that are sitting together, apparently in deep conversation. Welcome back. Um, you actually catch uh, whoever's first entering the room, but I'd imagine you're all entering around the same time for lunch. You do catch sight that one of them is bringing the other the food, it seems. There's an older man um, who is kind of ruggedly dressed, um, looks relatively serious, and a younger man that's sitting at the table here. Uh, they're talking to each other, about to eat, and they see, you know, say you all are making your way in, some of you enter, grab food. Two, the two men locked in argument will catch sight of you, you all kind of crowding about, and uh, wave you over. Who's the most social here that's eager to go talk to uh, these two? Oh, yes. Uh, I think Hubert just kind of walks over and is like, Oh, yes, uh, Hubert Appleby. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Oh, um, the, uh, the younger man, Willard, will introduce himself. Willard Griffith, he's going to happily introduce himself to you. Uh, he's a... Uh, not quite yet esteemed, but researcher on the trip. He'll say, 
Nice to meet you. I, uh, this is uh, my assistant, or my uh, grad student here, uh, Charlie. Uh, yeah, Porter, Charlie. And Charlie will kind of begrudgingly shake his hand with you. Um, they're now... Pleased to meet you here. as well, Charlie. I'm, I'm something of an academic myself. Oh, excellent. Well, um, Willard will say to you, uh, you, have you guys, uh, and he'll call anybody else over, have, you, have you, any of you gotten the chance to see the boat yet? You're all arriving for the first time? Right over there, just a couple streets over. We're going to be heading out here in a second. Oh, I haven't had the pleasure as of yet. Uh, Gabrielle is a beautiful beast. Mm, I'm sure, with a beautiful name. <laughs> and a beautiful engine. Oh, uh, indeed. Um, top of the line. It's good enough to be an icebreaker. That's got to count for something. You all are now uh, more or less in the same room. You're seeing this kind of strange cast of characters that are on screen with you now, minus Edwin. Uh... Anybody would interact with anybody else here? There's only two women in the room, which would be a surprise for the time. Um, you also have plenty of mustaches, which might be a point of conversation in itself. I don't know. You're all uh, starting to get familiar. Sorry for the yelling. <laughs> That's okay. Actually, there is a partial chance, Evelyn, that you would recognize Hubert there if you heard him say the name Appleby, this is a you know, you're in, you're in the Boston Cambridge area, Evelyn. You might recognize Hubert as a, kind of an upper crust element. Sure, sure. Um, uh, of the Appleby family of uh, yes, of the Boston Applebees, the uh, shipping, uh, you know. Makes that's, the world go round. Yes, yes, that's so funny. I'm right down the street from the Charles, where y'all have your ships. Very funny. Oh, what, uh, what, what's your uh, trade? Uh, I'm a psychologist. I'm a, a researcher at Harvard. Oh, that's fascinating. You know, some some say that psychology is not a practical science, but I I tend to disagree. I think that it's uh quite interesting. The 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 study of the mind. I appreciate that so much. A lot, I hear a lot of mixed reviews about my, my area of research, so I appreciate that. Thank you. And, uh, he... Particularly oh, he, big fan of drink. Say that again, Daisy, sorry? I said, can't say I'm a particularly big fan of you shrinks. <laughs> oh, and why is that? Eh. <laughs> Who needs a shrink when you can have a polar bear? <laughs> mm -hmm. Kyle? People that need the shrinks the most. Yes. Uh, so, sorry. Uh, just just before I could, we continue, um, are there any chances that I might know because of my work at the National Geographic, uh, Mr. Hewitt, the explorer, or even uh, I might know Eugene as a biologist? I mean, something that they might, he might have published. 
What would probably be most interesting to Eugene would be uh, not, I mean, you, you know what you published best, Eugene, but the last name would probably stick out to you. Uh, the the Akeleys, there's another famous Akeley, um, Eugene, you know, you might uh, have heard of Professor Akeley at MU that has had some acclaim. Say, uh, Mr. Akeley, I presume, I think I might be familiar with your work. I work for the National Geographic as that photographer. Oh, I, I don't know that you'd be familiar with my work, and unless you are a particular fan of uh, researching uh, deeply into papers, but uh, most of my uh, experience is not with things that make a great impression on the pages of a National Geographic. Well, hopefully, will you'll ever get there. Oh, I, I, I don't think it's uh, really in my real house. I uh, prefer prefer the small and uh, less glamorous parts of biology. Yeah, off at the table to the side, Willard Griffith, the uh, geologist. He's gonna. Kind of making a side to you. It's gonna. It's a long journey to not be looking for glory here. Yes. Well, um, I was not presented with many options to not take it. Hmm. Yeah, this is definitely a career maker. I actually, uh, I'm in quite the same boat myself. I, well, my department told me it was either this or lose tenure in the next couple of years. Uh, thankfully, Porter's here to keep me busy. Uh, keep me, keep my mind busy at least. I would say that in that we are uh, birds of a feather. Excellent. Excellent. Um, as far as the, the exploits of Arthur as an explorer, uh, I mean, is there a chance you might start to recount uh, an exploration story here, Arthur? Is everybody starting to talk about the uh, the plan ahead? I'm just and... looking everybody over with my arms crossed, thinking, what a bunch of city dwellers. Mm. That'd be pretty much true. Except for Daisy, you might get a little... Except for little... Daisy. <laughs> Daisy, you look like you can handle yourself. In a few fisticuffs? As she walked away from me. People do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll sit down and eat. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, well, the time will pass. Um, if anybody continues to make a conversation with and, and hang around the two existing party members, Porter and Griffith, does anybody think that they'd be particularly likely to hang around with them? If so, uh, make an education roll as they seem to they're speaking a language that you don't know um, but it is beyond not knowing it, it doesn't really match any language that you are likely to have heard 
Um, you aren't getting too much. Eugene, you aren't getting too much. Um, Mark and Evelyn, you're hearing, I'm sorry, Hubert and Evelyn, you're hearing some of a, uh, something familiar. If you spent time in your college days or for Hubert, like a, a particular language instructor uh, you may have had in your, your time, it sounds like these people are speaking uh, Esperanto, which is the uh, like a made-up language that linguists made up to try to come up with their own. It, it's a broken language. Uh, it, it's not, it, it's not uh, something you could speak fully, but the two of them seem to be occasionally making an aside to each other in Esperanto. Apparently, either it's practice or just so that they can talk without anybody else hearing. I cannot do an impression of Esperanto, unfortunately. <laughs> Thanks. That's what I was hoping for. Yep. Um, can I make a comment to them about how kind of silly they learned the made-up language and not a different real one? Yeah. yeah. Um, saying exactly that, uh, you, th you see Porter smiles a little at that. He, he might agree. Griffith uh, seems a little frustrated. I'm sorry, what's going on? Um, the two of them were speaking in an academic language that is made up by humans uh, in order to talk to themselves, and Evelyn commented that it's not, may have not been the most useful thing for them to be practicing, but there they are anyway. Oh, I don't know if I agree. Sometimes I think the pursuit of knowledge is its own reward, is it not? Griffith was stupid to me. <laughs> why speak a new yeah, why speak a new language? Why don't you speak Eskimo, for example? <laughs> Something you, useful. Porter a little interested. Uh you, you speak Eskimo? Well, I can I can ask how to use the restroom and ask for water, but that's about it. That's incredible. You you, you spent some time with them or I have. I've spent a lot of time in Alaska. I'm an Arctic explorer. The funds run out, and I've come home. Huh. Well, funds aren't my problem. Keeping myself busy and finishing this degree with uh, our esteemed partner, uh, Professor Griffith here. Um, that's my goal. Well, I roll my eyes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, heading on over... Um, at some point, you're all, unless you have anything to say to these two while you're standing here. Heading on over to no, the boat. I can't think of anything. Yeah, that's all right. They're pretty eager did to they, get over to. Go ahead. Did they mention what, the, what it was that, they, oh, you said they're geologists, sorry. <clears throat> yes. Yeah, one of them is a geologist, and the other one is a grad student in his department. Griffith is the geologist, Porter is a grad student. Which is uh, strange, because Griffith is noticeably younger than Porter. Griffith would easily be in his early 30s. Porter, uh, easily in his mid-40s. But Porter is the grad student, nevertheless. You're pretty old to be a grad student. <laughs> you, in particular, might notice he has, uh, um, Arthur, he has rough hands. He looks, his hands probably look like your hands. Large calloused, muscled. And he'll reply, um, well, I'm when you have I, I made it big, I have my money, 
something I want to do uh, is, is get a degree and my history is in mining mostly. So this was the, the, the next step for me. Like a, uh, a man who's done some work in his life. Absolutely. Started up my own mining business out in California. Started young. Um, turned out well. I might like you. I haven't decided. <laughs> I feel the same. And Griffith is sort of like, oh, Porter, um, you mind? Uh, I guess there's those briefs that I left upstairs. Could you could you grab them before we head out? Porter will head on upstairs to grab them. Kind of annoyed. Let's head over to Pier 74. If you zoom in on the map, you can even see you're at the Amherst here. Area is guarded, fences up and all, but you can see a place to check in with the guards. Uh, each of you probably heading together as a group. Griffith has been once before. Him and Porter have been there for at least a day already. I'll tell you they've been there for a day. Daisy a... is very clearly eager to get off the boat. Yes. You can tell you're heading towards the Hudson, all of you. There's, uh, besides all the workers that seem to be going to and from the area, smells of the ocean, fish, kind of molding damp wood, uh, not to mention if you bump into a stevedore that's passing by, there's sweat uh, and objects in their hands that you don't even want to worry about. Whether they're bringing in alcohol, molasses, foodstuffs for another trip. Getting a distance view, you see dozens of ships. One of them commands attention, which is the Italian Royal Mail. It's a much larger ship, much grander than the smaller ship on Pier 74 next to it. Which, uh, from a distance, some of you might know, is the Gabrielle. Checking out the front gate, especially as a group, is not going to be a problem. They'll accept you in quite fine. You're supposed to head on in, all of you, to a nearby warehouse where it seems like the meeting place is. <laughs> Most of the area is littered with cargo, bins, boxes. There's people that are working, checking on things. Nobody that you all have met yet. Um, I'm sure you are excited, Ghosty or uh, Daisy. Um, you mind if we take a second, which we'll do with everybody briefly eventually. And flash back with me here to your interview with Starkweather and more. Everybody yeah. So you would recall, and you're thinking about it now, because you know why you're here, and you are an engineer. When you met with them sometime in the summer, um, small room, you had to come out to New York just to do it. Small room. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd, I'd guess that Daisy was actually specifically requested. Um, she's absolutely. Not part particularly well known but it is known that she has made great strides in her yes um looking looking out you see professor moore um sitting at a, at a desk uh and right in front of you you're, you're seated at a chair there's a desk um mm -hmm. there's two chairs behind the desk stark weather and more stark weather could be sitting but he's standing you all can see Starkweather in your uh, in your 
NPCs on your journal, but I'll place them down here for us to interact with for the time being. Starkweather, standing, looking over at you, will we'll open with, uh, so, we're so excited to be, as, as an expedition, we're so excited to have somebody here that's going to be bringing our machinery to the front lines. We want to be able to publicize in the papers we have a unique engine for some of our planes. This is an incredible opportunity. We're so glad to have you. Now, isn't that interesting? You got the schematics for it? Oh, we got everything you sent over. We're, we're, I have sent it to, the, to my people. Um, they've told me it looks great. I'm not worried in the slightest. Good, good. Are you willing to do any uh, interviews with the papers uh, about your your, your invention? Oh, absolutely. All right. They That's all I need to hear. about my pet. Um, Starkweather looks pretty satisfied. He'll turn and say, more? That, that's, that's, that's it, right? Uh, more um, sitting. He'll uh, kind of begrudgingly get up and he'll, he'll um, ask you or scoot his chair closer to you and he'll say, is there any, um, is there any testing that we need to, to do beforehand? Um, we'll have some time on the boat. Something you anticipate? Any troubles? How much testing has your your device gotten to have? Well, I haven't been able to actually test it on the water. But in oh. preliminary tests, running the engine outside of... Essentially what she says is in preliminary tests, running the engine outside of the water, it has run perfectly. Okay. And and more will say you hear that or Star Starkweather will say you hear that more it it it's been work it's been working great this is great news. More will ask. Um, are you comfortable working with some of the engineers on board? The um, oh, absolutely. You, you anticipate any difficulties navigating that relationship? Given your well, you won't. You're a little different than the rest of the engineers, um, if I have to put it kindly. As long as they're willing to listen. Mm. Yeah. And, and Moore seems pretty satisfied by that. They're happy to have you. You're excited to get to see your, your device well-placed in the... She is very excited. <laughs> <laughs> you, um... You guys are, you can all be, you can say you're back at the dock and heading on in. If you're heading into the warehouse here, you find uh, there's a, a big chalkboard that's been pulled out, uh, pages taped up against it. There's a large number of seats that are prepared for you all to sit in. Um, could be 30, 40 chairs set up and a bit of a speaking podium at the head. Um, more is standing around. Some people have started to file in. You see a lot of slick back hair, uh, a lot of uh, dirty clothes. You think people have been here for a long time working. More is in the back of the, the room checking over some papers, uh, looking over a clipboard. Starkweather's out of sight. Um, looking at more, you see him. He 
he is as he is in our picture here. A uh, he's a, a tall, lanky man that is well dressed. He seems to be thoughtful, keeping to himself here. Um, he's not asking or in, uh, interested in answering questions really right now. He's kind of minding his business. Uh, seeing any of you walk in, he's going to wave politely and welcome you all in. Um, Daisy waves back. Yeah. You've arrived. Excellent. All of you, if you please take a seat, I'll call uh, call the rest of the crew in and we can uh, we can get talking. Let me just go and well, try to try to find Starkweather here. And uh, though all you all can find a nice seat for yourselves. Some of you you may have seen heard of the occasional biologist, uh, geologist, Daisy, the engineers, and the crew. Might be a familiar face or two, uh, but for the most part, none of you have had the chance to meet the crew. This is the first time. If you're all uh, finding your seats, and we can say who's sitting, if anybody strikes you up in conversation. Let me make a roll here myself. Um, actually, a, Arthur, you have found yourself sitting next to a, uh, a man that reminds you of yourself, uh, just enough. You're seeing a, a large, uh, a little less mustached, a little less burly, but still clearly strong, uh, not somebody you want to get into a fist fight with, man who is, uh, happily finding his seat next to you. He'll introduce himself as a Peter Sykes. He'll say, hey, you might not be one of those climbers I've heard about, are you? I'm Arthur O'Higgins, Arctic Explorer. You've probably heard of me. Absolutely. He, he probably will. I think that he hasn't. <laughs> oh, you've I, heard it, of me. Well, you I, look I, like Duke Ellington. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Thank <laughs> you. That, that's that's quite kind. Um, yeah, i not heard of you prior to the expedition, but I... Well, and I, I talked to uh, more about some of his choices for the crew, and um, when when we heard that we might be able to get a hold of uh, somebody that would rival me out on the ice, we appreciated it. Um, yes, good rivalries with that. I'm quite impressed with Mr. Uh, Starkweather's um, work as a famous explorer. I'm very happy to be on the same expedition as somebody so well known. Of course. Yeah, and I think we might we might still be able to teach him a, a thing or two, if you'd agree. With have me. you been to the um, Antarctic before? Um, I have been to both the Arctic and the Antarctic. Um, done a couple climbs with uh, groups. I used to do guided climbs up north. Um, it was part of a university degree that I found myself in the Antarctic through uh, Miskatonic. But uh, I am your resident very, polar guide. Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Arthur. Somebody might also uh, find their way over and recognize you, Evelyn. Um, there's a mustachioed, um, or no, sorry, a glassed man who's... Uh, 
wearing a nice hat, nice uh, corduroy kind of outfit here. Uh, he'll introduce himself and come up to you and say, um, Miss Walker, I've, I've read some of your work. Um, uh, my name is uh, uh, Dr. Green, or, or Richard, you can call me Richard. Nice to meet you. Oh, you've read some of my work, that's lovely. Um, any well, papers you can call or anything? Well, I've tried to, uh, I don't know if you've ever done a, an, a anything like this before, but uh, there can be some emotional struggles being out on the water, uh, on the ice for this long. There were struggles in the past expeditions. You could read about them. Uh, it's been, it was important to me that we have a, Somebody who knows the mind on the expedition. I appreciate that, and I completely agree. I heard about the previous expeditions, and I was frankly horrified. So I'm happy yeah. to be here. Oh. We're happy to have you. Absolutely. The, um, the crew is all starting to settle in. You're seeing lots of workers greased up. Uh, some people clearly... Still uh, drenched in sweat from moving as you were walking in. Lots of crates, lots of cranes. Uh, seems like still a very much a lot being loaded onto the ship. And you'll see uh, your fearless leader, Starkweather. The man himself will come and approach the front. He'll have a, a brief word with more in the back as they are uh, just covering all the bases. And Starkweather will take the stand. He'll uh, greet everybody. Everyone, this is it. This is our crew. Over the next couple days, we might have a single drop in here or out. But w what we're experiencing now is, well, it's, uh, it's untrodden territory. We are going to the Arctic, not just for ourselves, but to uncover what was lost. You all have read the reports, I'm sure. You've heard whispers. It was a tragedy, what happened to the Miskatonic expedition. There's so much more to be learned. We're departing on the early afternoon of September 9th. We think that the expedition will happily make it to uh, the Panama Canal over the next two weeks. And from there on, we go to Melbourne. We expect to be uh, about a week stopover there, where we're going to be looking for any final expedition supplies that we need. Like the, uh, the expedition before it, we're making landfall in the Ross Sea as early as November 1st, if the ice permits. The Miskatonic expedition found aircraft uh, to be extremely useful, and we plan to use much of the same models that... Uh, that they did as means of transport over the ice. Those of you that are not already familiar in piloting skills will have the opportunity to learn uh, some co-piloting skills to stay useful to the group. We have three large, fast, modern aircraft, uh, Fairchild FC2s. We're also gonna be bringing in a, uh, a fourth smaller plane that we're still ironing out the details. It should be arriving in Jersey uh, over the next week, and we're going to pull that in. We're planning three semi-permanent camps. 
One on the shore of the Ross Sea will act as base camp for our airplanes. Second is going to be near Lakes, well, Lakes Great Discoveries that we need to now rediscover farther in on the ice, if we can find it. Hopefully, uh, some aerial mapping will be useful there. And then finally, well, the thing that I know a handful of us are especially excited about is a third forward base. We're going to be putting it right in the shadow of the Miskatonic Mountains and uh, plan to use that as a exploratory site, a jumping off point for whether it's mountain exploring, flights deeper into the ice. Uh, two of you, at least I know, are aware part of our goal here is to be the expedition that sent the first woman to the South Pole. And uh, we will take much pride in that. Actually, I'll, I have a word for two of you after if we can uh, put together some some interviews with the with the papers. I think we, we'd all benefit that. But anyway, um, the Gabrielle is going to be your home for quite a few weeks forward. And if we all want to take a second to take a tour later today, um, we're going to bring you in for fittings for clothing. We have a dentist on site. Any fillings that you guys need before we go in, guys and gals need before we go in, um, we will appreciate it. Uh, we do not want to have to worry about a, a rotting tooth halfway down to the Arctic, Antarctic. We expect to leave Antarctica around the 1st of February and head on back with whatever we can bring in tow with us. Lake's discoveries are unknown but promising and we will have all of our own ex uh, discoveries that we can own i'm sure on the way if you have any questions i leave them to more and starkweather will step down and more will step up and greet everybody thank you all for showing up we've noticed uh it's a timely crew i'm i'm pleased to see everybody was able to make it here you know many of you, if not all of you, Starkweather, he's the explorer of the group, and I guess that makes me the uh, scientist. I would say the geologist, but I'm known for my chair in the paleontology wing over at uh, Miskatonic. Um, some of the past explorers were good friends of mine, so this journey carries a, a bit of a personal quality for it for me. If you, um, all of you, have any questions about our plans for the, the ship, our time on the ice, our goals as an expedition, I, I open the floor now. And he'll yeah, do I have a question. Yes. I have a question. So the last expedition was lost in a storm. What steps are we taking for us to not be lost in a storm? Well, we are aware that the uh, lakes camp experienced some incredible winds. Part of the issue with Lakes Camp was a, let's say an overzealous uh, splitting of our, of our overall expeditionary force. We also have brought in an expert in um, some, uh, an engineering expert that's got a technology we're gonna be a, a trying out that will keep the cockpit and the engine warmer than last. We believe that the planes themselves should be suited well, well more than the uh, the past ones were. We know what to expect this time. 
How many people are on this expedition? Well, um, expeditionary force. Um, we're looking at in total forty-seven officers on the on the trip. We've got an engine crew of fifteen. We've got a captain, several officers. We've got chief engineers, doctors. But as far as uh, the crew, the expeditionary force that you are all joining here today, well, it's it's really uh, thirty of us, about twenty-nine. Myself and Starkweather included. No further questions. Thank you. Anybody else? I'm sure excitement should be high. And he'll gesture to the board behind him where they have some goals listed out. Uh, plans to uh, do a lot of drilling over where Lake supposedly found whatever he found. Um, some part of the map, uh, the Antarctic map, as you all would know, is still a big white spot and is completely unknown to most of the world. We plan to do what we can to chart that area, map it while we're still there. And with whatever else time we have left, there might be some opportunities for geological study, for hopefully the recovering of some of the bodies that were left, and um, mountain climbing. I think we can probably fit on all all of that before February first, don't you? Any any other questions? Hey, what what is to be expected from us until until we sail? Thank you for asking. Um, it's it's going to be a lot of preparation for the crew to make sure that we have all the supplies that we need. We're looking at um, hundreds of pounds of food supplies, uh, really tons of food. We have a large amount of dog crates that have an immediate need to be placed into uh, the um, the bay of the ship, which will hold most of our, uh, our uh, dogs for our sled teams. There's some work to be done outside socially. We do need to make some statements to the press. Um, it's, it'll be a full week, but for those of you that are not doing the laborious engineering tasks, we will also have some opportunities for you to see New York and possibly do some research yourself. Um, we'll, we'll be tomorrow delivering under your door tickets for uh, the back room uh, showing of a film that we put together uh, in Correspondence with Miskatonic that highlights some of the discoveries of the in the radio broadcast of the previous crew, the previous expedition. We also will have an opportunity to visit the Natural Museum of History, the Museum of Natural History, where they're putting on a small display of some things that were brought back and some descriptions and maps and such. Uh, but we're open to hear what uh, if there's anything else that you need us to provide for you in New York, you just need to let us know. Uh, every uh, every morning at 8 o'clock, we expect you all at the Rose Room in the hotel. If I don't see you again today, I expect I'll see you all there. Understood. Excellent. Yes, hello. Eugene, uh, Eugene Akeley. Uh, oh, yes. Professor Salem State University. Yeah. Um, I'm just uh, curious, as you outline your plan for the for the camps, um, where where will the 
um, majority of the scientific research work take place? Well, we we believe, and, and it goes to Arthur's further point, or, or earlier point, we believe that there was success found in the Miskatonic expedition in leaving a little earlier um, in the year, and we're leaving a couple weeks even earlier than they did. We believe we're going to miss most of the worst weather. So primary goal is to get to Lakes Camp. Once we're there, there should be enough research if everything he said in his radio broadcasts um, are to be believed. We, we believe there should be plenty to look into at that site. If there's further geological study that is interested in, I, I know your specialty doesn't quite suit that, but uh, there, there will be opportunities to explore further into the continent. But for an esteemed biologist, and given what Lake said, I think you'll find plenty at Lake's camp, the second camp. So the base camp is not a location where we will be staging biologists? Correct. Yeah, we, we, we were going to push you in all the way. Eugene, we're getting you into the second camp at least if you're looking to do biology work. We're hoping that somebody with your expertise is going to help us interpret what what Lake found. First camp is for uh, our, our mostly for our aeroplanes. Uh, any any other questions? Are we good to start sizing up our clothes? Would I be allowed to go and check on how well my engine was put into the ship? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can, uh, we can get you in there first thing tomorrow. I mean, you could spend the time there today, but we really need you. Uh, we're going to be outfitting you all in your clothes and your gear, taking measurements. We need to order some gear, special made, brought in. But first thing tomorrow. Of course, of course. Daisy, we'd Absolutely. love to get you in. Wonderful. Excellent. Starkweather will stand up and say, We're, I'm so excited. I believe you're all perfectly fit for the job. Uh, let's get to it. And more will add, um, I, I prepared something. And he's going to pull out a little paper. The Miskatonic expedition ended in failure. We all know that. The lies, the treachery, the secrecy that's been kept from professionals like myself that were close to the group, as well as the scientific public and community as a whole, is unacceptable. I bring you all here to prepare you and your expectations for what lies ahead of our journey and to ask you a question. Do you know what Dante described as the ninth circle of hell in his inferno? A frozen wasteland, a lake, in which were frozen the greatest sinners of human past. The deeper their sin, the deeper they are frozen in that lake. The Miskatonic expedition, their deaths, their discoveries are shrouded. They're frozen. We don't know how deeply they're frozen, but we will find out. 
we will all go to understand what they found, how they died, and what it will mean for all of us. Thank you. Starkweather clearly doesn't know what to do with that speech. After a few seconds pause and looking around the room, he will begin clapping. The rest of the room is invited to clap along and uh, he'll shake Moore's hand as he exits the stage. Things will quiet down and we'll look to the investigators. And, uh, I'll make a bad joke. They probably found some big penguins <laughs> <laughs> that ate them. <laughs> Sykes will laugh along with you and, and nudge you on the side. Um, we'll find him too. Wait, which which side are we on? The Arctic or the Antarctic? You're going down to the Antarctic, the south. Although, south kind of loses its meaning once you get there. Um, yeah, they will eagerly bring you on to the ship, and you're free to continue to ask questions. You'll see more in Starkweather are kind of passing away into uh, the rest of their tasks. It seems like Starkweather completely left the building, but more is back to checking up on gear, checking his lists and so on. He's going to... The, the crew will kind of pipeline you into the into the ship, up the docks. The ship itself we can present here. Um, they will uh, explain the goals for now, which are just to find, uh, make sure everybody's got their gear set up. We're looking to do sizing for... Uh, well, we need your height, weight, waist, chest, collar, inseam, shoe size, etc. So they're going to take time with each of you. Dr. Green is going to get his tape measure out and wrap it around you all in succession. When it comes time to, um, to do Evelyn or Daisies, Green is going to be a little off. He's going not, not, to ask you to excuse him as he measures you. Um... But he'll continue forward happily. Have, have either have any of you uh, ever had to don any polar outfits before? Anybody ever been in this great cold that we're about to experience? Doctor Green would ask you. Of course. Well, Half then you life. know. Let's go. Yeah. Say that again. I've spent more than half my life in Alaska. Mm. Well, then you'll know better than most. We're talking several pounds of gear, uh, several layers. We've learned a lot since Shackleton and even older made their, their trips out. But uh, we're looking at quite a, quite a heavy pack to bring in with you. And uh, we, well, we get a lot of it custom fitted. We're looking for... Uh, some fur-lined parkas for everybody. Um, everybody will be issued two of these parkas, um, some heavy cotton undershirts, fur-lined pants, sweaters, um, any undergarments needed. 
We're looking to also get felt sleeping socks. Uh, frostbite can creep up on you even when you're not aware of it. We'll have ski boots fitted for everybody. Uh, if you don't know how to ski already, I'm planning to do a class while on the boat later, later in the month. Uh, teach you at least the basics so that when you get on the ice, it should be pretty easy for you. We'll have jumpers, we'll have some windproof outfits. Uh, not to mention you all will be carrying a 23-pound oxygen container if you are doing any of the high-altitude exploring or flying. Um, if anybody is, needs instruction on how to use an oxygen tank and breathe through it effectively, we can, we can go over that on a boat. For now, it's important we get a good coverage. And he'll go through measuring, unless any of you have questions on the clothing and such. He uh, is writing everything down, getting heights in. Um, I believe. What's your height, Arthur? What's your uh, size, I guess? Five eight. Oh, my build. Oh, five eight's good too. And um, I think that makes you, Daisy, the largest of the crew. Pretty comfortably. Um, so he, he's going to look at you, Daisy, and say, oh, we might have to um, order something special. Um, I, I'll reach out to you if I need any more measurements, Miss um, Spence. Okay. Apologies if there's a delay in getting your gear. Don't worry about it. Not Moving through. Uh, no, I, I think we'll be all right. It, it's just... Um, no, it'll be all right. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, after each fitting is complete, you're all going to meet with uh, the uh, dentist, who is a local dentist, who's going to check and probably make special note that, uh, Hubert, your teeth are looking fantastic. Oh, thank you. You know, they take care of your teeth, they take care of you. Yeah. 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 I wish uh, more people understood that. Um... Be time for a uh, a big. Uh... Oh, he lost somebody. It was not I. Um, there will be time uh, now for everybody to take. Ah. You're back. Uh, there'll be a time for everybody to take a picture. You'll all get together in whatever relevant gear, whether it's a nice ski outfit. Uh, you want to don your your cold weather stuff. You want to stay in street clothes among all the tools and charts and implements. They've set up a photo opportunity. And they'll take a nice group photo. You and the rest of the crew. And you and just the investigator, the uh, expeditioners. All ceremony aside, you're invited to head back to the hotel. Um, walk around the ship. If you... Have any? If any of you had any needs from the dentist, uh, why doesn't everybody make a constitution and see if you need any dental work? Oh boy, we got teeth coming in. Um, everybody, Hubert, you're <laughs> Hubert. I was gonna say you don't even need to roll, but you rolled an extreme success, so. Yeah, my teeth are flawless. <laughs> I got an 80. Um, yeah, look at that. So 
with the 80 for Arthur, I assume that's over, right? Over oh, your yeah. con? Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I rolled yeah, that's a 99. A... Oh. So this dentist is overwhelmed with the amount of dental work needed here. <laughs> I mean, this is incredible. None of us brush our teeth. <laughs> no. Except for Hubert. My goodness. <laughs> And Tony's looking up. Okay. Hygiene is very important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, um, that being you said, know, everybody. Yeah, go ahead. He was going, it's very important, and Daisy's going, well, I get along well enough without it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my. They're looking in, uh, in your mouth, Arthur, and seeing um, a mess, for sure. Is it mostly. Uh, Sorry, I, I'm not familiar with... Do you eat um, fruit when you're out on your expeditions? or Sometimes, mostly hard tack. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I, I was getting sort of an herbivore-looking tooth from you, so um, everybody that needs dental work is going to have to take some time out of the day today, but it'll, it can get done in the day. Um, they'll send you over to an office in, in the city to... Uh, to uh, have fillings put in, and for those of you that need um, greater care, it's gonna. Yeah. Take I think some Daisy time. actively has the worst out of anyone in the expedition with that ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah, Daisy, you're getting a root canal today, but that's um. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Uh, well, you're gonna be out for for most of the day, but today, uh, most of you are not given. Uh, tasks, you're invited to go relax and prepare for the rose the rose room. Dinner will be set out for you and you'll have the opportunity to hang out with people in the night. But for now, unless you want to uh, walk around the ship or talk amongst yourselves or talk to any people, the uh, the hotel does await. Does anybody I want to do anything in particular? straight to the bar and start drinking. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that'd so you... probably be about what Daisy would do as well. <laughs> the two of you go together, yeah. Jaden would would immediately want to see what the laboratory facilities on the boat look like. That's kind of his only interest. Sure. Actually, Mr. Eugene, I'd like to go with you. I want to see what I'm going to do my what I'm going to set up my developing laboratory, you see, for my picture for my photographs. I think Hubert will just tour the ship. I think he just wants to see wants to see what his money paid for. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, Daisy was told that she would have to wait until the next day to do the to check the engine. Although if she does have time to do it today, she would. But... Uh, you would have if not for the fact that you now have to get a major dental <laughs> operation. Yeah, that's okay. That's that's about what I expected. <laughs> But you're gonna want privacy for all that work anyway. High as a kite and then going drinking. That's, that's the plan. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> right. Your poor liver, Doctor Green is never gonna live. What were you gonna say, Evelyn? Oh, I was going to say I was also going to, to walk around the ship and just check everything out. Before. I thought sure. you were gonna join us drinking for a minute. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think Evelyn would. So you'll you'll actually meet all of you 
the person who's eager to give, since there's such a large crew. Uh, w- w- say say again, who is not going on the uh, the tour? Arthur's going well, drinking. I'm not. Yes. Because dental work. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to get your personal time uh, with the ship tomorrow, where everybody else is doing other tasks. Um, cool. Yep. So... You two are Arthur's off drinking, and nobody's going to question that today. Although in the future there might be questions. Daisy, good luck with the root canal. Yeah. Um, but everybody else, you're granted view of the ship. You're seeing a, uh, well, I mean it's a, it's a large ice breaking ship. The Gabrielle is uh, not famed for anything in particular in its life as a ship. You expect that this is about to be the most exciting thing that's happened to it. The man who's going to be bringing you around is going to be uh, a first officer Turlow, who, um, a first mate Turlow, I should say, who I will you. He's a younger man. Um, he's got a comfort with the ship, but seems a little uncomfortable presenting himself to you as the first mate. He says, uh, all right, everybody, I, I can bring you out on the on the boat, if you'd like. Um, I'm first mate Turlow. Um, uh, not much more else to say. Um, come right along, and, and he'll guide you on in. The boat itself is a f- almost 500-foot-long ship. It uh, rises to 50 feet at its tallest beam. It's got quite a few large beams that are meant for moving cargo. It actually um, has four main ones in particular. On the surface of the ship, you're getting somewhat of a view of a uh, the space where cargo can be brought in. You're also seeing the, and that's probably not really accessible as a walkthrough right now, um, considering that's what is being done right now. You also see a number of fire hoses out on the surface of the um, the boat that are ready to be used. Pretty common uh, CO2 charged hand fire extinguishers, some fire hoses that are pulling seawater up. The, uh, the boat has a galley where most of the meals will be held on, uh, as you're brought down to the next layer. You're shown where you're allowed to go and where you're not allowed to go. The surface of the boat allows you to access some of the the tween decks and some of the holds, the lower holds. Um, Those are generally reserved for engineers. Um, It would be a question as to why you're going in them, but Turla will say, uh, I mean, if you have business down there, you have business down there. That's fine. Just check in with one of us. He's pointing out to you the... uh, you're on the you're on the first deck, second deck. You've got uh, more in the way of uh, cabins and holds. You've got several cabins that are going to be dependent on, and he does not know where you're staying in particular. Um, your assignments haven't been made yet, but he shows where there's main deck at the uh, before the ship and aft. There's more crew. Um, he'll bring you down an extra layer and explain that the engines here. We've got between decks, which are going to hold mostly uh, uh, the airplanes taken apart uh, partially as much as we can. Those are all tied down as well as we can. We've got a big uh, 
big uh, space to hold the dogs here that uh, still needs to be put together. We expect that's going to come in either tomorrow or the next day, uh, which will be cages for the dogs. And you'll see in this space that there's a, a kind of a metal slot that's meant to, a, a large metal cage that's meant to hold the wooden frames of the dogs that he's describing. Um, the galley, the mess hall, the tween decks moving down. Um, he'll give you a peek without actually walking you into the spaces where there's uh, the boiler and the engine um, to the side tanks uh, for water, fresh water that uh, is quite substantial. And then some of the lower holes that are going to hold all of your food. You're starting to get the image of this, this five deck uh, ship that is weathered, but um, not worn. It seems like it's seen a couple couple travels, but it, it, it seems uh, a lot of the equipment is fresh and new. People are moving in and around you. Any questions you all have about the ship as he's, as he's walking you through? He'll explain you there's going to be a set routine on the ship. We're going to try to enforce it. Um, activities are, are going to be uh, based on the three watches. Um, we're going to do three four-hour watches where the, the first, second, and third mate are going to switch off. Uh, depends on, on the time. You'll be expected to kind of keep up with the pattern of the crew. Um, we'll have meals at 7.30, 11.30, and 7.50. But all that's going to be explained to you when you board on the 14th. Right now, our main goal, and uh, you'll all have the opportunity to explore the ship yourself and really get a feel for it as we, uh, as we ask you to come in and, and help us out putting some of the stuff together. I know more said that we're going to get one of you to, uh, to, to help us with the dog crates at least. So we're, we're excited to have you. Um, some of the engineers might not show that, but you, um, well... That's just the way it is with sailors sometimes. Um, those that are on the ship, so everybody but uh, Daisy, and you, or Arthur, um, you can make a spot hidden as you're walking through. Kind of get a sense of how well put together is this place looking so far. Yeah, that's great. Sorry, what was that? Uh, anybody that uh, is doing the tour, so everybody but Daisy and Arthur um, can make a spot hidden to try to get a sense of the space and how well put together things are. You know you're leaving in 13 days, so... No, I'm failed. All right. That's three. Um, Tony, I think we could take a spot hidden from you. If you want. But so far, with a hard success, Evelyn, you're seeing the image of a space. Yeah, and Tony, you both get the sense of... Uh, did we miss anybody else? One, two, three, four. Yeah, we're good. Um, you get the sense of a of a of a ship that is not as put together as it probably should be right now. Much of what you're is being described by Turlow is 
probably still in crates up at the top of the ship. It seems like things are still being put together for sure. And the fact that the dog sledding crates, which seems like a large installation, are still not arrived, that's going to stick out to you all. Whether you choose to ask Turlow or anybody about that is up to you. Um, I'm going to ask if we're on plan for, for leaving during our original date, or are we going to hold off just in case certain things don't arrive on time? Oh... <sighs> Well, if it were up to me, listen, uh, what, what, what's your name, miss? Evelyn, Evelyn. Evelyn, we don't even have a captain yet. Goodness. Um, it's going to be tight. I, I, I think that. I think Starkweather had, had initially planned on having everybody in, uh, all of you, the, the explorers, having you all in kind of closer to the departure date and more convinced him that, you know, we really need the all hands on deck, quite literally here. It's going to be tight, but we've been told that there is no flexibility. We are leaving on the 14th. We are not allowed to delay. If it means nights, it means nights. Starkweather says uh, there's competition, I guess, and we, we're we on a tight ship. That, that's what I've been and, told. And if it means no captain, we still go? I, I, I don't, I've been told the captain's coming. I just haven't met him yet. Well, thank you for being transparent. So I appreciate it. Listen, we're all, we're all going to be stuck together. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is some certainly some shocking news. I, my goodness. Yeah, Hubert's sort of gonna be like tugging his collar a little bit, like, "Whoo, this is a little bit not what I expected." <laughs> yeah, it's. I shouldn't talk. I shouldn't say. I shouldn't talk badly about, you know, the people funding this trip, but. He's just an interesting man. Shouldn't in my company. No, no. Oh, that's 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 fair. I'm sure with your wealth. Um, oh, excuse me. I I meant more the planners, the 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 brains behind the trip. Um. It we've had a lot of publicity. We haven't had a lot of successful unloading of food supplies. If you catch my drift. But uh, I know my crew. I I, I know we're we're getting we're getting everything done. It's just a matter of how many bumps and bruises and scrapes have to happen on the way. Oh, you sound like a very confident man. I have my full uh, my full confidence in you. <laughs> um, and he he seems actually kind of unnerved to be called confident, and is a little unnerved that you are putting your full confidence in him. <laughs> Uh oh yeah well oh, yeah we'll get it done for you sir uh Mr uh, Hubert right yeah Apple oh of course <laughs> Mr Appleby we'll 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 have ev and we'll have your room in the um uh, yeah we'll have everything ready for you your your room will be well set thank you getting somewhat of a view of the ship you're all you're all uh 
feel like you got somewhat of a view of what can be viewed before it's all put together. You're invited to uh, stay here, talk, or discuss, or head back to the hotel and get ready to meet everybody at 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. the next day and hear what your jobs are. Can I confirm that I have a developing place where I can install right. a red light? It oh, could be useful if we can develop the photographs in, in while we are there. I mean, we could use them, not not only after the, the expedition, if you know what I mean. Of course, yes. And and also, Eugene, your, your biology, uh, your science. Um, so what I can show you, uh, it, it, not everything's been put together yet, you have to understand. But... Um, Yes, we do have a space where most of the equipment is being stored, and it is going to allow those who are doing the the research and, I guess, uh, whatever else you guys are doing. Um, we do have a space that's going to let you work, and he'll he'll bring you on over, um, actually to a uh, a, a bit of a a distance place. It requires a little bit of movement through the um the ship to get there but at the uh the, the front of the ship you're finding there are some larger bedrooms and then there's a storage room that um it's more like a nice office that has a window that lets you view out to where the ship's headed it'll let you know so this is where i'm told we're going to be storing some of the higher value equipment and for those that need uh, regular access, we're gonna set up here um, a space for you to develop photos. Uh, we're gonna—I've been told we're getting sheets in to make this a dark room when you need it. Um, as far as uh, where you're gonna be doing your 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 biological study, I know this is where we're gonna keep your equipment. I'm not sure that there is a place for you on the boat. My understanding is that most of that work is done off the ship at whatever camp you're at. Um, Even in yeah. transit. Yeah, I mean, so the plan is to take whatever specimens, notes, uh, etc. that you have and kind of store them. And uh, I was told that the, there was a ship that they were looking to charter that, that had a a space for such things, but given our deadline, this is all we were really able to achieve. You'd have to talk to to, to more about about that. I understand, Mr. Turlow. Thank you. Well, what do you think, Mr. Ackley? Can we share a space? And I tend oh, a is... cigarette. And I'm tending a cigarette at the same time to you. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> this is fully unacceptable for any research that needs to occur between our departure from New York and our arrival at the camp. And furthermore, uh, given the harsh conditions we're expecting, I can't imagine that the pristine laboratory conditions that are required for any research can possibly be maintained. Quite frankly, even on this ship, begging your pardon, Mr. Turlow, but even furthermore, uh, on the shore of uh, the great southern continent, there is a room you this I'm, I'm really speaking out of turn here you might be able to um negotiate 
Mr. Eggley, with uh, the the ship doctor, it's the only room that I know where he would perform any any procedures that I know could be considered sterile. But you being there would make it not sterile. If you manage to have a conversation with him that might allow you to use that space uh, during certain times, I, I could see a space for you there. But it's not a scientific vessel. I see, and I understand. It's a scientific I, expedition. I, oh, a scientific expedition would <laughs> implicate that a scientific vessel was required, but... That's neither for you or I to decide. I will speak with uh, I will speak with Doctor Moore and and uh, perhaps with uh, the the uh, the doctor whenever he is available for uh, for a conversation about um, what what is needed to be effective in our work. Excellent. I, I, I that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, I sorry I couldn't give you more, but yeah. quite all right. Yeah, I I understand it is. These are not your decisions to make and to influence. Yes. Well, if there's anything anybody else needs to uh, ask or see, I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, I'm here. I'm sleeping on the ship already, so it's easy to find me. If nothing else, I'll see you all on the boat tomorrow, uh, or at least some of you. Thank you so uh, much, Mr. Trello. Yeah, thank you. He'll lead you back on up to the uh, top deck and wave his goodbyes and start working with uh, some of the people loading on, on ships and on the ship with the cargo. You're all sitting now about, I'd say, three. There's still time in the day, but you haven't been given any tasks. It seems like it's more personal time you could be taking at this point is dr Moore available uh did he let us know where he was or are we am i only expected to like are we only expected to see him again at the rose room for dinner you know you can see him at the rose room uh not necessarily for dinner actually but for the morning the 8 the 8 a.m meeting time oh okay um he hasn't told you, but you imagine that he's here somewhere. That you, if you hung around long enough, you could find him. Or you go looking for him. He last you saw, he was in that warehouse checking up on his inventory lists or something. I want to give Darkweather a more a piece of my mind. Absolutely. Um, the two of you heading to go talk to Starkweather more. Anybody joining them? Oh. So I don't think I don't think Eugene would would he would go to where he saw more last. Yeah. So so he would go to that warehouse where Absolutely. where he was checking the inventory. Yep. Uh, you can head it, on down there. Depending on if he finds him there or not, that that would that would define kind of the rest of what happens. Sure. So yeah, you you can head on down, and you um. And I think. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying, I think Hubert would join uh, the two, um, Evelyn and uh, for to talk to more. Yeah. Yeah, Stark weather is long gone, as far as you can tell. There's plenty of people around that you saw sitting. You could ask them quickly as an aside, like, hey, anybody know where more is? 
Um, they'll tell you that he's probably still at the warehouse, so Eugene's got the right instincts heading to where you came from. Moore's currently looking through some of the uh, his inventory listings, and let's say uh, that this is a great time for uh, Eugene, for you to have your flashback moment here. you would so please very good eugene you're flashing back to the office space identicals before small room you came down from uh from boston is that correct it's salem from salem um took the train down presumably and uh met them in a in an office space here uh starkweather is talking to you. Moore is hanging out in the back. Starkweather is going to ask you, "Are you do feel the call of adventure, Eugene?" He's been grilling you now for at least ten minutes about all the excitements that are to come and the discoveries, and not yet once asking you what you're actually interested in studying once you get there. Do you feel the call to adventure? To be quite frank, sir, I. My preference is to remain in my laboratory and to, in the understanding of the natural world through the ordering and systematic appreciation that can come through that. So um, when the spot was given to me uh, from, from my department, I was not fully comfortable with it. However, uh, they, they made it clear in no uncertain terms that, that I was the correct man for the job and, and far be it from me to uh, disagree with with the powers that be. Um, and so while I may not share your excitement for the expedition, um, here to serve the discoveries of the natural world that that i can assist in making sounds like an adventure to me and starkweather will will not really feel like he listened to you at all um he will step away and more was listening he steps up and he says listen i understand i wish the science would come to our door um but you know this is one of the last places that we can truly find something unknown. I will do what I can to provide a space for you, but we need, we need your mind on this. Whatever Lake found, he said was a, he said it was going to be as, as to what uh, uh, the theory of relativity was, Einstein's theories were to physics as, as this would be to biology. Whatever that meant to him, I, I've never forgotten that he said that. No, I, I do certainly understand. Um, and Mr. Pavodi from Miskatonic, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with, Dr. Moore. I am. I was um, just about to ask you what your relationship was with Mr. Pavodi, uh, Pavodi. Yeah. We, we have, we have uh, met professionally um, on, uh, on a few brief occasions. Um, he has intimated to me that the um opportunities to uncover are unlike anything that certainly he has ever seen before um 
Yeah. Again, I do prefer the more mundane and 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 far more comfortable in in the confines of my laboratory. <laughs> but um, again, as as I conserve the expedition, science and the development of mankind towards uh, a future uh, that uh, I do believe we are working towards, um, I, 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 I will do so, though, though I cannot say I do so gladly. Hmm. Well, I appreciate that. I think that's the, the goal. You're, you're, you will find like-minded individuals on this trip. You will. It may surprise you, but you will. Cavity's a good man. I'm happy to know that you had his ear at some point. I've lost it, so um, I hope we can we can bring him something back that he'll be proud of. Mm. Cool. Um, why don't we all take a five-minute break um, with Tony leaving, although I guess Tony won't know we're gone, so let me just write in the chat. <laughs> Um, well, we can all take a five-minute bathroom, drink, snack, whatever break, and be back at the, at the 50. It will be hard work deterring others from the Great White South, and some of our efforts may directly harm our cause by drawing inquiring notice. We might have known from the first that human curiosity is undying, and that the results we announced would be enough to spur others ahead on the same age-long pursuit of the unknown. H.P. Lovecraft at the Mountains of Madness. Um, Arthur. Yes. You left. You you pretty conspicuously left the uh, the, the the expedition site. Uh. There was a man that saw you and uh, that was ha- that had been lifting boxes and so on that saw you leave and decided to follow you along. He'll try to catch up with you. I'm a younger man. He, well, in his picture, he's dressed a little nicer than he looks right now, but I'll, I'll share it with you anyway. Um, right now, he's definitely uh, ready to do some menial labor. Um, he catches up and he says, "Hey, uh, you, you're not you're not get, catching a drink or something, are you?" I am. You should join me. I'm coming with you. Uh, name's uh, Henning. Adam Henning. Henning. Where are you from, Adam Henning? Oh, it's hard to say. Uh, mostly New York, but uh, yeah, I've been all around. I I, I I do jobs here and there. Uh, I'm gonna be with you for most of the trip, though. You're you're on the expedition, I guess. Yeah. You a Yankee fan? I don't like those damn Yankees. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, I, uh... I, I originally from Chicago, so I got a soft spot in me somewhere. Uh, you can find it. Um, Yankees, not part of that. City of broad shoulders. Yep, you got pretty broad shoulders there. I see. Alright, <laughs> yeah, let's have some there. drinks! He'll, he'll go with you. Um... Tell me about this um, ship that you're working on. Oh, God, the ship, huh? I mean, do you think Starkweather knows anything about ships? He says he's an expeditioner, and 
somehow he's made his way to all those fancy places that we could read about in his published papers and his books and whatnot, but uh, you swear he had to walk there. I don't think he's ever had to put together a boat in his life. You think he's full of poppycock? <laughs> it's full of something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, sure, he, he knows what he's doing. He funded the majority of the expedition, but, like, yeah. The things that he has pulling in, we, we, get an, we get an inventory list on the day. He lets us know what we're supposed to get that day, what we're supposed to work with. And uh, we might get uh, half the supplies we were told we were going to get. We might get double what, what supposedly was going to come in that day. We might have a half crew, a full crew. It's basically full standard now to have everybody on site at any time. Because who in, God, who, in God's name, we have no idea what Starkweather's going to have delivered on the day. Interesting. That being said, he's climbed some mountains. So what can we do? Yeah, what can we do? They'll probably, probably have me working tomorrow. So today, I drink. <laughs> I'm with you. He'll continue. I will he'll have, drink with uh, you. He'll, he'll tell some stories. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'll tell him the stories about the Arctic, about the um, Alaska, and the dog sledding, and the dog that got away. <laughs> right. Long um, story. It's kind of boring. It'll take about an hour of drinks. He uh, he'll show you probably where uh, a place that he and some of his uh, some of the crew have gone for drinks from time to time. He'll bring you out there and show you the right the right place to get a good drink, and he'll introduce himself to the bartender and enjoy your story over time. Uh, Eugene, you just had your backstory, and and more. You, you can all find more together. Uh, it's you, Hubert, Tony, and Evelyn. Uh, Eugene, the four of you are headed straight off the boat towards the uh, towards more. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I was headed towards the warehouse. Yep, he is in. You'll find him in the warehouse. Uh, good afternoon, sir. I was I was hoping I could get a minute of your time. If you oh sure um uh yes uh oh mr mr Akeley, yes i i i do know you yes yes uh dr dr moore i um uh we've just been going through the ship and it, it appears there are there are no facilities for scientific research uh during <sighs> the there's no cap during the voyage and during the even even anything anything further than the was going to be an established camp during our trip. Um, he he heard you, Evelyn. There's no captain. Um, he uh, yeah, he'll he'll kind of begrudgingly put down his clipboard to actually seriously respond to you, and he'll kind of gesture you guys to take a few steps back into the quieter spot in the corner of the room, and he'll say. Mr. Akeley, I know facilities were promised. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to negotiate with, with Starkweather. He wants to put in a state-of-the-art radio, uh, a piece of radio equipment that um, he, he, he wants to be able to uh, communicate with the outside world pretty much nonstop. It's an ongoing discussion. If all goes well, we can put together somewhat of a lab for you. Uh, it's not up to university standards. 
but it's a it's a far improvement over what you saw just now i'm sure um we'll do that in a room that's sort of a private room for the two of us you'll be there with my revolver locked up in the safe and yeah i i, I apologize we're not there yet it's if you could just give me a list of the stuff um you can send it to me tomorrow or something that you think you you want to be able to have set up in the office we can we can do that for you or i'll find a way i'll get the man to agree i appreciate that but i'm 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 happy to i, I will I'll, i will absolutely prepare perilous this evening of my thoughts on equipment that that will need to be ready for us to analyze any discoveries we make again between where we are and where we will be as well as when we get there any more controlled conditions we need to have but but may also make the uh offer to uh volunteer um i i do not fully know what sleeping arrangements are going to be in uh the aspect of quarters and, and that but i'm happy to uh give my space um if it will uh secure a more hygienic area to conduct that's an interesting suggestion. Yeah, we could. Um, let me get let me get back to you tomorrow. We could we could arrange. Um, I think we could arrange you to be put into a different hold and use your space that would have been with the rest of the expeditioners as as a clean space. I, I guess you, Very... you recognize the science is what's most important here, right? Yes, so I, I certainly um, my my comfort is is has not been an issue since I was proposed for this journey, and um, if I'm going to go through all of this, uh, I should certainly be very disappointed were it all to be in vain. As for uh, Evelyn, Miss um, Walker. Would you would you mind just we have a we do have a plan for a captain. Would your you speak mate. with me? Sorry, say that again. I said your first mate didn't seem that confident. Make a uh, make a persuade and and judge how uh, he so he can judge how immediately he needs to respond to this. <laughs> oh, Ooh. bam! Nice. <laughs> He will hear what you say, and and he'll he'll invite you all to push even out more out of the way of everybody else. Um, and he'll say flat out to all of you, he was going to say it just to Evelyn later. Miss Walker, we have a captain. He's arriving tomorrow. I can't say who it is yet. We're we're doing absolutely everything we can, despite Starkweather's best attempts to push this in the media before he arrives. He's a quiet man. He he wants time to prepare. This is a mental journey as much as it is a literal journey for him. Could I ask you to keep this quiet, all of you to keep this quiet, and, and for you, Miss Walker, to maybe meet him when he arrives tomorrow? Sure. We need somebody to make sure that he's eager and, and ready to to join us as soon as possible. And I don't want the press getting to him. And he'll uh, he'll jot down a, a certain train time, um, a name, which he'd hope you keep private, and 
the location, the station that these can be coming into. Why don't you let me take some pictures and I take it to the press tomorrow so I keep them busy with something else, if you know what I mean. Mm. Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, say that again, Evelyn. I said I love having Tony here. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. Um, Starkweather will love that. So tomorrow, Tony, we're putting on a... Uh, we're doing a showing, like like Starkweather alluded to. We're doing a showing of... Um, a, a, it's a sort of a talkie, a hybrid of some of the radio um, with some narrative aspects um, to generate some... some interest in the expedition not that there's not already some we're going to show it at a nearby theater could i have you go and we're expecting a couple hubert you wouldn't even be a bad choice for that either we're expecting some big names and god at least so far we think pavity and mctighig from the previous uh expedition are going to be present so it's, it should get a lot of media attention, and I would love if you could both be there for that. So I'll, I'll, I'll expect to see both of you there. I'll, I'll be in attendance, although I'll probably keep to myself. Um, I, I can't stay too long. I have to be back here to put things in order. Eugene, you know Pavity. You could go to the showing too, but I, I was also oh. going to get you access to the natural history. As soon as Moore said something about, like, oh, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll work that kind of deal out, Eugene left. Like, and didn't even. Okay, cool. No, there was no, <laughs> no pleasantries about. Well, I'll see you guys tomorrow. He just walked out. Good to know. Good to know. Hopefully, I know that it's it's going to be a messy couple days, guys. It's um, there's a lot to do. I'm hoping we get some muscle behind the dog crates. There's some opportunities for research. We need somebody to go over inventory lists. I'll. I, how about I meet you guys all? We'll, we'll have a we'll have a moment and uh, tomorrow at eight, and I'll be giving out jobs, and I'll make sure we're all clear and everything to come. Well, Huber, did you have anything this, to add? Oh, sorry, say that again. Yeah, this yes, this whole thing seems rather thrown together. I mean, are, is this whole has the date been rushed? <sighs> has the date been rushed? Yes, has the ex the date of the expedition? Are we rushing? It seems like everything is just being thrown together at the last minute. We need to get there when there's good weather. I'd ask you to talk to Starkweather about the deadline. I see. If you would. I see. I shall. He he'll be there tomorrow morning. Uh the the most I can say that I'd like to say now, if you'll allow me. Uh, I think you'll find some interesting something interesting in the paper tomorrow. Mm. Mysterious. Well, but... I I appreciate all of your interests and and your concerns. I know it means you value the the expedition just as much as I do. It's a long journey. Um, we need to get this right. It, there's pressures that are pushing us forward, but we need to. We need to get the next couple of days right. And I trust you all can help me in that. Evelyn, let's let's take a second as you're interacting with more here and, and do your flashback moment with the interview. And then we're going to switch to Daisy. Evelyn, you're sitting in this room. 
it was a short distance. You probably saw your father while, and your mother possibly, if I'm correct there, while you came to New York. More than just a business trip. More would have been the primary interaction. Starkweather wasn't that interested until Starkweather had realized in your letter correspondence uh, that you were a woman. And he realized there was an opportunity. So sitting in front of them all now, Moore will say to you, can you believe it, Miss Walker? You are going to be the first woman to make it to the South Pole. That is very exciting. However, I do want to make sure that the safety of this trip is smooth. And that's the main reason I want to come on expedition, not necessarily because I'm a woman. Of course. I mean, your father brought safety to the streets of the New York. I'm sure you will bring safety to, you are going to bring safety to the boat. I am so excited about it. We will in very different ways. Thank you. <laughs> Moore will um, kind of seem to step up and interrupt Starkweather almost, and at least stop his flow um, mm -hmm. and say, uh, are you, have you, have you done any research or are you familiar with the effects of isolation on individuals? Uh, yes. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I, trust me, Miss Walker. I, you, were, you were highly recommended by Dr. Green. You have to understand, they, some of these men that lost themselves on the last trip, they were friends of mine. And I, if I'm not friends with the people on this expedition now, I know I will be weeks into the journey. I just want to... What can we do? Um, what are your main concerns for the crew? Isolation is definitely a concern, as you mentioned. That seemed to be the main issue of the last group. Um, and hopefully with my experience and skills and coping mechanisms, we'll be able to help cope that. Um, uh, cope with that. Yes. We're thinking of putting together a a class like classes that could be offered part of the goal is to make sure that everybody's prepared for the um, what will you expect on the ice but it's also partially because we think it might be a community building moment I if we could have your advice in planning that oh, say that again i said i would be happy to do that i have done yeah. years of uh, professional teaching at harvard I couldn't think of a better um, qualification. Thank you. And Starkweather will say, uh, of course, this is, this is an excellent opportunity. A Harvard partnership. You'll have to give me the head of your department. I can, I'll, I'll write them. I'm unsure if they'd like to speak to you. I have mentioned this study to them briefly, and we do have plans to do my own personal research on this trip, but um, they don't seem quite as interested as my father hmm. well uh that is all right we uh, i'll be in touch there might be a good photo opportunity um with you and your father in the first couple weeks of the trip i really think this is going to be a standout this is a it's a moment of accomplishment the first woman to make it to the arctic amazing yeah. thank you antarctic so that's your flashback. You're sitting in front of Moore. Um, Daisy, you had the opportunity to head straight to your root canal to go drinking with Arthur. 
or you can be part of this this crew that's hanging around the ship and interested in talking to more. What do you think Daisy would like to do? Sorry. No, it's okay. What do you think Daisy would like to do? You think Daisy would like to be a part of, you think she'd like to be a part of the drinking crew, which is Arthur plus one? Um, to yeah, those... probably. <laughs> sure. So you and Arthur are chumming out at the uh, at a local bar, um, the Fish Finger Bar, which is not the nicest bar. It's a very rough around pub. Smells salty, smells kelpy. You definitely, um, I don't know if you heard before, but Arthur managed to get a, a crewmate, um, part of the ship crew, not the expedition crew, on with you, a man named Henning, Adam Henning. And the three of you were hanging out at the bar. Henning will ask you, Daisy, so so you're some kind of, uh, you're, you're part of the engineers? Yeah, I'm an engineer. I mean... I don't really think that I'm part of the ones that they hired, but I'm more the one who made the engines there. Ah, the engineer. I I see. I get they're, it. They're they're the engineers. I'm the engineer. And I I understand. I understand. That's impressive. You you must be pretty vital to the expedition. What do you think of this Not whole? Much better to do. Well, that's that's fair. What do you think of the whole? Uh, you, you got a sight of the of the thing. You feel like we're in good shape for this expedition. You feel confident. I actually haven't gotten to look at the end. Well, good luck with they, it tomorrow. That's that's all I'd say. Made me get the fucking dental. Oh. And they didn't let you see the engine today? Nah, the appointment operation took too long. That's uh, that's uh, awfully convenient. Yeah, I wouldn't have too much confidence in that uh, whole setup. The engine's fine, but installation, preparation, its closeness to some of the uh, the gasoline containers, I think they me, could I'm use your be, brain. I'm going to be going over it tomorrow. Yeah, they could use your brain. There's no doubt. If you, uh, I, I know I'd be a lot more uh, confident just having you there. For what it's worth. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah. I am going to say at this point, Daisy is going to order a drink. Probably Absolutely. whatever the strongest thing this bar offers is. <laughs> I'll buy you a drink. No. Arthur. Uh, as you're ordering the strongest drink for for Daisy Arthur, you're reminiscing on how you got involved in this mess in the first place. You uh, you were invited. There, you're aware that several messages went out to uh, famous explorers. Famous being a, a difficult word. I mean, uh, explorers at the Starkweather Moor planning department of two were aware of and your name came up uh, for good reason you remember in that meeting with Moore, you're flashing back you were sitting there you, you might have been standing with the rest of them um Moore did not have much in the way of questions for you he was listening starkweather though 
He was fascinated, eager to hear your story. Starkweather would say, Alaska, it's an, it's an amazing place. I've done several trips to, the, to Alaska, to the Canadian continent, it feels like. I did some, some trips up in Newfoundland. Um, you, your experience must be solid. I'll tell him about the... T- Let me tell you about the tale about the dog that got away. It's an hour-long tale. I'm sure you have plenty of time. Absolutely. Oh, I love. Oh, it, it, it's a story on your of, of your of an expedition or a travel you went on. I'll try to sneak in some questions to kind of question his knowledge of Arctic experience. <laughs> like I'll say something that I know is wrong, and then I'll watch mm. for his reaction. That's clever. I like that. He um he is a captive audience. First of all, whatever you tell him, more is is gonna in the back of the room, kind of sit there and eventually not glaze over he doesn't glaze over but he he's going to go back to writing some notes or maybe he's taking notes or maybe he's writing about something completely unrelated you'll find uh stark weather whenever you mention one of those moments of like detailed knowledge uh, of of what a polar expedition is like or an arctic or an alaskan journey he feels pretty confident in exploring there's a lack of confidence in the arctic parts you know better than probably anybody on in this party beyond the people that have spent time in the antarctic uh what the cold is really like and how dangerous the cold really is when you mention some of the cool things that you've done the amazing things and the struggles that you've made um, he compares them to his time doing safaris, how he uh, he spent time in the Himalayas. And yes, there were some similarities, but you would know that it doesn't quite compare. His favorite story to tell is of a how he, he once, um, he did a safari that uh, he, uh, there was a bit of a tragedy. He was doing it for some rich woman. And um, he essentially save the day he's recounting the tale to you of his his time how she wanted to see the giraffes and she pushed them to this one path and ended up getting them completely lost and seemingly out of time with their flight home and he managed to dig through a path and find the way right right home and he's proud of this fact he's been in the desert he does not have a lot of arctic expedition except for one uh, expedition to the North Pole, but he doesn't seem to want to talk much about it. That's him. When he when he's when you get him talking about expeditions, those are the kinds of things he's saying. Okay. I kind of get uh, he's he's a survivalist, but not an Arctic survivalist. Okay. Yep. Which is a cool cool piece of knowledge to try to get from him. It's totally totally relevant. Um, and more the whole time is just kind of passively listening. Occasionally he'll peek up and be like, okay, so you do know this, you do know that, but for the most part, they're sitting pretty, uh, he's sitting pretty on the information and letting Stark weather. Let me show. tell you about the tale when I <laughs> slayed a polar bear with my bare hands. My God, you must tell me. Stark I tell weather. him about the tale of the polar bear. <laughs> Great. Um, what an interview it was, I'm sure. Don't even want to know how long it lasted. Stories going on forever. Exactly. Mm. Wonderful. Back in the bar, um, the three of you are hanging out. Henning eventually is going to recognize that he's got to head back. Um, he's got to keep an eye on things. 
Uh -oh. oh, it's Let's nice see. to meet you, Hitting. You passed along some interesting information. I think I need to do a um, check through the gear to make sure everything is in order. This tells uh, me that nobody knows what they're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I know I will feel safer if you do that. Absolutely. Are you going on the trip? It's unclear. I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of advising right now, um, helping. Would you like to go on the trip? I could put in a good word for you. I, I, I'd, uh, I'd appreciate that. Absolutely. I will do that. Cool. Great. Thank you. And I'll see you, uh, maybe I'll see you around tomorrow. You will see me tomorrow. And uh, he'll head on out, wave to you both, Daisy and uh, Arthur, and be on his way. Daisy's uh, probably out of it with uh, medicine and alcohol. But you all are hanging out with Moore. Um, Tony's offered to do the press stuff. You feel good about your interaction with Moore? Is there anything else you want to ask Moore? Um, Evelyn, Hubert, Tony, Eugene? I don't think we'll get much else out of this guy. I mean, cool. if you want, I can roll for how out of it I am. Why don't you roll a constitution? If you're now starting to drink, uh, absolutely. This would be a hard constitution. That is... You have... <laughs> nice. You have a... Uh, you, you do have drugs in you. Um, some painkillers. You've got the alcohol. That is not an extreme success, but it is a hard success. Oh, great. So you passed. Um, you're going to be able like to keep you, your wits about you. You can handle your liquor. <laughs> right. You know it. <laughs> your 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 southern has probably progressed into some sort of slur because your half your mouth oh, is still I'm numb. Sure. Uh, I am sure. Whether or not Arthur can even understand what you're saying is probably in question, but the two of you are still going back and forth like you can <laughs> understand each other. Well, I've drunk it enough that I believe I know what he's saying, no matter what you're saying. Right. Yup. 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 <laughs> right. Cool. Uh, I mean, eventually the day's going to pass through and you're all going to be finding your way back at the hotel of different levels of sobriety. There seems to be a lot of promises of tomorrow morning. If you guys can make it that far. <laughs> Daisy looking at you. Um, well, you need to know when to start, quit drinking. I mean, a, a mild hangover is okay, but you need to be able to get back to work. <laughs> I'm sure that is Drink part of your of philosophy. You go to sleep. You want me to roll for hangover as well? <laughs> you know, your hard success is going to satisfy you for now. Okay. But okay. Uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Passing into the next day, 8 a.m., they're ready for you in the main room. Unless anybody's got some point of order they need to address before that, the, uh, the Rose Room is ready for you. Heading on in, you'll see that uh, the majority of the expedition crew is now there. Um, if you're there right at 8, you will see Starkweather is there, but he's going to jump out pretty quickly. More is left to handle most of the specifics of the situation. Uh, there's food, there's people. You recognize Dr. Green. You recognize the, the two fellows that you met when you first entered the uh, lunchroom earlier, which was Porter and Griffith. Um, Sykes is there. You don't see Henning. Uh, you don't think he's staying in the hotel. Turlo's not there either. He's hanging out in the Gabriel. 
for those that are present at some point more is inviting everybody he'll say that before breakfast even starts um at some point if everybody could uh catch up with me and i'll i'll give you a, a task for for the day and you just let me know what's within your means and what you'd like to do mm-hmm. yeah um, i i will it, say daisy's probably there a couple minutes late <laughs> mm-hmm I said so, I will say Daisy's probably there. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I heard you. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, um, you uh, will miss that message and see that it seems like walking in the room, Daisy. Most people are sitting down eating. Um, the group of you is probably sitting somewhat together, maybe with Sykes or Porter Griffith, Doctor Green, whatever. Um, Moore isn't sitting. He's actively standing uh, at a at a podium that seems to kind of appear in front of him wherever he goes. He's got a, a bunch of stack of papers, his notepad, his clipboard, and he's, uh, people are approaching him one by one. Not in line, but whenever they're done with their food, people are walking up to him to get their jobs for the day. Who's the first one to jump up and get a job? I'll or... jump up. I'm nice. very concerned that we, have the, um, that we do not have the proper equipment for an Arctic expedition. I would like to inventory the Arctic gear to make sure we have everything we need. Or it's on order and it's coming. Would like to Arthur, what's here and what's not here. That makes me so happy, Moore will tell you. I, we need, I, I, we've got an inventory list that we can prepare for you that we'd love for you to check over. The rest of the crew is looking at it, but I'm sort of dubious as to whether or not we can trust that the whole group of it will will get looked over so yeah um, i don't I'll... know anything about how much food we need or that garbage i just know what we need to live to survive in the arctic yes. We need to have snowshoes there needs to be people can't forget ski poles things like that i need to make sure everything is in order absolutely we'll get you in today with sykes um i'll get you an inventory list um we're also expecting the dog crates to come in and we need somebody with some brawn to uh, accept them into the ship and help put them together if you'd be willing to participate in that the, for the sled sure. dogs. Sure. I appreciate it. Um, we'll get that all to you. Um, you can meet Sykes on the boat uh, whenever you're done here today. Um, he's still here, but uh, two of you can head over and, and start working on that. That'd be great. That sounds um, great. Who's next? And I'll make a note here. We have moved on to the second of Saturday. Yeah, Daisy... Uh. Daisy already knows that she's going to be going onto the ship to check the engine. Yep. 100% true. And if you go up to him, he'll confirm that. Be like, yes, Miss Bence, we're, we're looking forward to having your expertise on board. The engineers there are expecting you today. They'll, they'll be there. If you flag anybody down, they'll be excited to see you. Uh, and and yep. you can do a once-over and, and see how they're doing. I'm excited to see how y'all have implemented my engine. So, so am I. So am I. Who is? Who else is jumping up for a job? You, you. Uh, if you make any small talk, you'll get the sense that you don't have to get a job for the day. You think you could evade a job, um, and and just hang out in New York for the day, but eventually they're gonna catch up to you. But uh, who else is interested in finding something to do for the day? 
Does my meeting with the captain play job tomorrow, or should I pick more? You days? should still approach him, but yes, you you understand that's going to be your job. Yes, and I understand that I was supposed to prepare like a, some sort of divert press conference. Yes, um, or, or something to to throw a bone a bone to the newspapers to avoid the, the captain, right? That that was the the idea, correct? Absolutely, Tony. We're um, so there's a theater downtown. Um, I'll I'll give you the address. Uh, we believe. We're going to get a big turnout, and we would love for you to provide some background photography. Um, definitely get, the, especially the guests and whoever's in attendance. It's called the uh, the Spitkin Theater. Um, I'll pass along the address. It's over over in the Times Square area, um, just north of it. If you head there uh, at 11 o'clock today, we're doing a showing of a a bit of a blurb of what's going to come to pass, or what had come to pass on the previous expedition. So whatever of course, pictures I'll you gather, can take. Of course, I'll gather any material that we have, and I'll head there and try to do my best to represent the expedition. I appreciate it. That's going to mean a lot to us, and you're, yes, as you know, there's other things going on. Evelyn, if you approach, um, he's going to say, Commander Douglas is uh, how do I put this? He's hesitant, Evelyn, to join us. Mm. Um, make it make you might know this off the bat. Make make an intelligence check for me. Failed. A hundred. That was really bad. Dumb as bricks. Dumb as bricks. Um, you actually forgot the name of the person. You have lost the the piece of information that he gave you at some point. Um, actually, she's sorry. Actually, she's having a stroke for that hundred. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, hundred on an intelligence roll is pretty. I think that is damaging to the brain. Takes yeah, you damage. <laughs> right. So you have lost the thing, and you're, you're gonna have to ask him for the thing. Um, that said who he was and where he is. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but he'll say, I understand, you just you just got here, it's it's fine. His his name is uh Commander Douglas, or I guess technically it might be easier to find by JB Douglas. He's gonna be over at the Westbury Hotel, which you all can find on the map. It's lower east side of, of Manhattan. He, you need to bring him there. He's going to be uh, coming in at Penn Station today uh, around 10.30 is my understanding. If you could meet him and bring him over and get him settled in the hotel and then I guess make your way, whatever you want to do the rest of the day. All of you would know or all of you would have access to the showing just because Tony was invited for press purposes doesn't mean you couldn't attend the showing of the video of the radio uh, broadcast of the previous expedition. Uh, any of you could choose to go to the New York Library and do some looking into the previous expedition or Arctic knowledge in general, whatever's interesting. He's given you uh, a letter of access that you could show to the head librarian. Uh, same, you've got tickets to the Museum of Natural History. You're also 
more than encouraged to show up at the boat and look for jobs. So right now I've got Tony's going to the showing. Evelyn is doing the private mission to JP or JB Douglas. I've got Daisy going to the engine on the ship today. Um, I've got Arthur heading also to the ship, but for more logistical reasons and also to help put together the dog kennels. Um, Eugene, what are you interested in doing today? Eugene passes a note to um, uh, to uh, Dr. Morin says, um, this is the list I could come up with for preparing the laboratory. Um, at this point, I am most interested in securing either the equipment or preparing space on the ship where we can have these things uh, ready to to be utilized. Um, otherwise, uh, I feel we will not be as successful as we would like to be. And this is, of course, um, beyond the consumables, which there are there are multiple consumable chemicals and uh, supplies that that are also going to be needed um, to to accurately conduct our studies of of um, biological and botanical and surgical and uh, zoological and and possibly even geological um, discoveries that we have absolutely why don't i let me take this list and i'll work on the supply side um, why don't you work with dr green today and and see about setting up the physical space i think that would be where you're most useful buying things i can find a way um, setting good. up the space that's your knowledge very good thank you and uh hubert you have you could also join with the film crew if you'd like to be a part of that but it's it's your call yeah i think hubert will be attending the uh film screening cool more would say um I know that a man of your social expertise will know how to navigate some of the guests. It's important that we are sensitive. Right now, it looks like McTighe and Pavity are both going to attend. They were there on the previous expedition. Um, they have, they've already let me know their hesitations about our trip. If you can just be mindful of that and help everybody else navigate that that difficulty that they have i'd appreciate it yes no of course i'm sure it's a it's a quite a somber day for them yes yes we were all friends cool we've all got stuff to do why don't we uh we will for thematic reasons uh end tonight with the film screening situation just the beginning and then we'll call it the end for the night those that are going to the film screening, you're aware that there's going to be some press, so on. Uh, let me show you the theater that you are attending. You are heading to the Spitkin Theater, which I will, is this beautiful theater right here. Pitkin Theater, small showing. You think that there's probably about 150 people that could be watching. Um, there is press outside, and it's well advertised, as not in this picture, uh, showing you that, or showing the public, that there is a uh, the Miskatonic University Expedition radio show presenting one day only. 
There's in attendance several, it seems, locals. If you all who are attending the radio show, which is Hubert and Tony, uh, you can make a intelligence check on if you recognize any people in attendance. Did I, did I forget somebody? Hubert, Tony. I think we got everybody. Um, Sorry, say, say again, please. Uh, just make an intelligence and see if you recognize anybody that's in attendance at the film showing that's happening. Hubert is quite the man about town, it seems. He is. Both of you are, are the right people for the job, apparently. Um, you both are pretty sure you see the mayor of New York, James Walker, uh, the father of one of your expedition mates. You're pretty sure you see the governor, although you're not sure. You are definitely sure that Pavity and... McTighe are are in attendance. There's two like very bookish men that are arriving on site and settling into the seats. It seems like uh, most of the press activity is going to happen after the showing. Right now, it's more uh, getting into seats, taking pictures outside, and so on. Tony, you can be absolutely part of the masses that's taking pictures and uh, drawing up some some interest in the in the situation. Yes, I as I mingle as I mingle with the fellow reporters and photographers of the media, I will take my time and you know discreetly find out if somebody's actually going to co cover the arrival of the captain. Um, that's a great yeah. You can you can ask a reporter here or there. There there seems to be a reporter from uh, at least the um, what are they? What are their names? We have. Uh, the repost, the pillar repost is present. In a, you, you get a sense that there's a reporter from the, the pillar repost. The repost is good enough. Um, you also are fairly sure that somebody from the globe uh, is present. You can speak to them both and make a... Well, how would you like to go about the social interaction? It's That's like, a great hey. question. Yeah. They're like, hey, you hear, you're taking pictures too? So, uh, yeah, I mean, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. I, I am actually part of the crew. I am going to document everything. I am doing some some spare time out of my National Geographic job. National? Christ, yeah. You, you mind if we get an interview with you after this? Of course, of course. Uh, when would you like to do it? Right after the showing. Have you have you Have you listened to the broadcast before? No, I haven't. This is an exciting day. Maybe a, a we could. I, I I think we could see like a a, a group photo. You and and our, and the past expeditioners, past and present, past and future meeting. Uh, yes, of just, course. And I can bring some of my uh, some of my colleagues. I'm right here with Mister with Mister Hubert as well. With Mister Appleby, sorry. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Appleby. You're, you, you, oh, Appleby. That's not of the Boston Applebee's, is it? Oh, uh, yes, I'm, I'm afraid it is. Hubert Appleby. Charmed, I'm sure. Uh, charmed, absolutely. Uh, can we get a photo of you guys right now? And, 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 then, and then why don't you meet us afterwards? If, if you want to get a group photo, we'll catch you at the, at the exit. Oh, absolutely. And Hubert puts on his biggest smile for the camera, his, <laughs> his photo smile. It's somewhere in that mustache. So it's somewhere you can find the lower part of it anyway. <laughs> Great. 
why don't we all um, enjoy? You you have drawn up some attention, and you feel like they are they're taking a second to call in to phone a friend, uh, so to speak, and make sure that there's going to be a public presence as you all exit the showing of the the film. Um, all of us together as a party now. Let's take a second and watch together the performance here. At this point, the investigators and I take a moment to listen to the Worldwide Wireless Newsreel Antarctic Expedition YouTube video produced by the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society detailing the Miskatonic University expedition to the South Pole. Find the link in the podcast description or on our Instagram page, mom.beyond. Thank you for listening to that. That does the job better than I ever could. I'll, I'll post in the chat here the link to that if anybody wants to review the the, uh, the show but for now that is going to be uh, the end of our session tonight thank you everybody for joining us thank you thanks so much for uh, shepherding us through <laughs> yes till next week Thank you for listening to Beyond the Mountains of Madness. Credit where credit's due. Much love and thanks to Chaosium for the fulfilling system and amazing story. Thanks to my hilarious and talented players who drive this story every week. Thanks to Epidemic Sound and Sirenscape for providing much of the beautiful soundscapes I work with. And much love and thanks to you, listener. Do you feel the call to adventure? Join us every Friday for this podcast or at mom.beyond on Instagram. This journey will tear your heart out. You've been warned.